bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga, hope, nigga, bitch, nigga, bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga, hope, nigga, bitch, nigga, bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga, hope, nigga, bitch, nigga, bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga. You've never seen who brought me. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Chino. And I'm Cass Marie. And you're listening to Nods and Bops. Thank you for listening this week. So today, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Jazz Festival that happened recently in Atlanta. Memorial Weekend. Yeah, Memorial Weekend. We're going to get into YG's new album. What's the name of the album? For Real, For Real. For Real, For Real. And we're going to talk about Moneybag Yayo's uh, new project, Forever Heartless. It's, it's kind of funny. They both spelled forever the same <laughs> forever and for real have the four in it so that i thought that was just ironic that was just me being a weirdo and recognizing that as we we're looking it up but yeah let's get into it <laughs> let's get into it so well before you even start telling people about your experience at the jazz festival so a couple weeks ago we told our listeners we were going to be at the jazz festival you know right. atlanta had 31 days of jazz so all throughout the month they were doing events at different places including like different marta stations where you could hear free jazz performances some weren't free of course because they were in different spaces like lounges and whatnot um, but they did have those 31 days, and then they capped it off with the Memorial Day, Saturday and Sunday, the free jazz festival in Piedmont Park. So before, you know, we got media credentials for that, Chino actually, I wasn't able to make it, but Chino actually went out there and did some coverage, interacted with some folks. We have an interview that we're going to drop later in the podcast with one of the main artists. But before we start, for the people that don't know, that aren't from Atlanta, or if you are from Atlanta and you just have no idea what the heck we're talking about the jazz festival has actually been around since 1978 and it became a tradition and it really was to expose people it's always been free and it was to expose people to like this higher sophisticated music because a lot of times you think about things like jazz festivals and concerts and now it's turned into this thing where it's like bougie you know and maybe only wealthy people engage in it but jazz roots didn't really start like that and so the Jazz Festival was seeking to bring that back and give people, you know, an opportunity to experience this, um, especially people in Atlanta. So just that that access to high quality cultural experiences, and that's directly from them. It was originally called the Atlanta Free Jazz Festival, and then they eventually dropped the free to just be Atlanta Jazz Festival. <laughs> um, they, they've had some pretty iconic people in the past. In 2000, Nina Simone was one of the performers. In 2002, Ray Charles was one. In 19 1983, Miles Davis came through. In 2000, Herbie Hancock. So really big names in jazz. They get artists that come from almost everywhere in the country. It's really a festival that's for the people, by the people, and just wanting to give this this original American art form exposure to folks that, you know, might not be able to buy $60, $70 jazz concert tickets. I've been to private jazz concerts. They tend to be kind of expensive. I'm actually a big fan of, like, instrumental music, so I've always been yeah. a fan of jazz music because of that. But that's kind of a brief overview of the jazz festival and whatnot. Like I said, Chino actually attended the festival. So tell us, I mean, what did you think? What was the vibe like? Was it more older people? Was it younger were there kids what was it like so just going out there i didn't i like jazz but because of my dad and i thought it was funny you said i didn't realize it was american made music like it kind of came up in like what the 1920s right there mm -hmm. and 
I forgot about that. It's, so that, an, it's an old art yeah, form. It, it, I know it's a real old art form, but like I was like, oh yeah, we did start that. It's mm-hmm. bluesy, a lot of black and musicians got their start. And it's actually indigenous to the South specifically. It is. It is very in the Mississippi Delta, all of that. Yeah. So I went out there and it was a ton of people. Like I got there at... I think I hit you up around. I was like, I finally Probably got out after there. Two, yeah, it, was it was like three. After two. I got there like at three for the Sunday one. We didn't go. Yeah, to the yeah, Saturday yeah, one. yeah. So I it was a the, two day thing. Yeah, it was a two day thing, and I actually was Lyft driving Saturday night. I picked up a ton of people over there. Like it was packed, um, and this was around like nine o'clock, nine to ten o'clock. So, anyways, I went out there right, and when I got there at three, like there are a good amount of people out there, like maybe a thousand people or whatever and people just kept coming and coming and coming and then like by the time it was nighttime like because you know it gets dark here later now mm-hmm. like i think it's getting dark at like 8 30 now um by the time i by the time it went down and i was like in line getting my pineapple with the pina colada in it and shit <laughs> like they didn't have alcohol in <laughs> yo they had all of that Cheeto was at the damn job yo, drinking pina yo, coladas okay y'all. okay yeah i was drinking out there i was slow sipping <laughs> like a mug out there but anyways it was packed like there had to be like if we being honest there had to be like three to five thousand people out there everyone all the old heads everyone with a family and shit that was a little bit older brought a big canopy type tent and it was just like the whole main stage i think the main stage was maddo's stage um it was just huge like on the side nothing but canopies going back in the shade nothing but canopies on the ground like right directly in front of the shade everyone had like a big ass umbrella to their back and like a lawn chair and there were so many people out there and it was a good mixed crowd but it was predominantly black and it was all different type of black people um age range all ages really like there were old heads there were there were younger people i saw a few white people out there having a good time there were plenty of vendors plenty of people selling what kind of vendors were there there were there's so of course there were food trucks right but there were also people selling stuff you would buy like off etsy and there were also a lot of artists out there like painters yeah there, there were painters out there there were a lot of painters and I put it up on my story. Uh, if you go to my IG, I'm probably gonna make one of the like saved stories at the top because I just got so much content. But like, it was great. Like just walking through, you just saw some of everything. A lot of people had on like African guard, Caribbean guard. Like, I don't know if I saw too many Indian people out there, but there were some like people that had on Indian garb out there too. Like it was, it was cool. I I really enjoyed it. So super cultural. Just people, too. yeah, just people watching. Everybody had a good time, and it was the perfect balance of everyone was like, okay, it's hot, so we're gonna bring the canopy, we're gonna have our chairs, but then every time you went to like the pathways of the park, packed like slam packed like kind of gotta walk slow because there's so many people in front of you and everybody just had a good time like it wasn't i don't know like it just kind of felt like the cops were just like yo they in the park and just everybody was just walking around like having a good time people were drinking and smoking but there was no like I don't know. There was no drama. Like it was just, it was, it was super cool. And I, I just like. It was hot the as hell it that was, day. Though, it was. So it was like. 95. I feel like the cops were probably like, you know what? This shit's not even <laughs> worth it. Go ahead yeah. and smoke you a little. Yeah, song, yeah, yeah, do Whatever yeah. you want. Out basically, here. basically, it was like 95 that day, and there was no clouds in the sky. So everybody was, 
Everybody was like politicking for the shade. I ain't even gonna front. Nobody was really trying to sit in the sun. Everybody was like up against the trees. And if you're in Atlanta, you know the park is huge. Piedmont Park is huge. Everyone loves to go there, ride them damn scooters up and down. I ain't even gonna front. I got on a scooter for the first time to go there and to go back to my car. He's like, everyone was doing this. I'm everyone. I'm everyone. I am everyone. Nah, but for real, for real. And it was just, it was just a good time. Like I really enjoyed myself. So many different people. And the music was really good. Like uh, like you mentioned before, I got a chance to interview one of the main artists, Alex Lattimore performed. Uh, this old head dude from Chicago. He's a vocalist. He started off playing piano and playing trumpet. And like, we'll drop that interview in this pod sometime later. And I just got a chance to interview him. Like, you know, he's from Chicago, moved down here, went to Morehouse, really got into music, was in orchestras and bands all his life. So if you're a jazz festival fan and you didn't get a chance to go out there, um, you can actually go to www.atlantafestivals.com and that'll take you directly to the Atlanta Jazz Festival site. And Alex Lattimore is actually one of the first people that comes up when you click like artists, 2019 performers. And like I was saying, he's performed with pretty iconic people, Luther Van Ross, uh, Michael McDonald, Frank McComb, India Ari. He has, I mean, his list is ridiculously extensive. Um, he's he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, he said he's been in Atlanta since the 1990s. So can you imagine like 30 years of work? And I asked him, I was like, yo, do you teach on the side, your vocal lessons? He's like, no, like I, I perform. Like I, he goes yeah. on cruise ships. He he just does shows. Oh, yeah, shows. I just saw this. So he's been like on the the Capital Jazz Cruise. Yep. Um, he's performed at other major festivals, the Emory Jazz Festival, the National Black Arts Festival. Um, and in venues inside and outside of Atlanta. So he really has an extensive, extensive bio. I was so happy. Right, I'm I excited to him. drop that interview. Yeah. And you guys can hear you'll hear it right after the, the segment where we're talking about this, um, right before we get into uh, YG and Moneybag. Right. So, so you liked it. You had a good time. Yeah, I had a real good time. I was so time. sad I missed it. I love festivals. Yeah, Cass was working. She on the house hotel right now. Yeah, she was working in events, so that's why we we couldn't link. But just some people I I kind of want to talk to on the towards the like the end of the festival that I got a chance to see. I got a chance to see Freelance at the Oak Hill stage and their Harlem based band. Yo, Cass, they killed that vibe. shit. Yo, oh. they killed that shit. <laughs> like, oh, like the whole crowd was just vibing the whole time and I only watched like a 10 minute set of just them they sing covers the songs too and they're like the lead vocalist was just ripping shit the band sounded great and he was just he was like could really sing like not the fake oh he can like bro hit a high note (laughs) and all the women were like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) so i I just, I had a, I don't know. It, it was just a great time. It was hot as hell, but like just hearing people really be in their bag, like you can tell they had practice for this. Yeah, and the Oak It's Hill, a major festival though. Like it I is. Said, it's been around since the 70s. Yeah, and the Oak Hills, the Oak Hill stage wasn't like the main, you know, like area kind of. Like it was kind of ducked off towards the end of the vendors. There were still like three, four hundred. There was a people. couple. There was a yeah. couple stages. Yeah, right? there were like three. There three, were three. Okay. Um, another shout out to Slim Gamble and the Loving Road Project. I caught the end of their set at the off stage. I know I, 
I know I should know the stages by heart, but I don't. It wasn't Oak Hill and it wasn't Meadow. Um, they were like kind of off in the corner at the end of another pathway with all the vendors or whatever. Killed that shit. The crowd gave them a standing ovation afterwards. Just playing they ass off. They had this black guy on the bass killing shit. They had the dude on the electric car. The electric guitar just it, it just sounded phenomenal. And I was so happy I ran into them at the end. I was running around trying to make sure I caught a glimpse of everybody and like yeah, they just sounded great. And I got I got some audio of that. Maybe we could put it in the pod. But it's just, it, they, just, they just sounded good. I put them on IG. So, <laughs> shout out to Slim Campbell. Man. <laughs> Yo, white boy in the middle was rocking out. I was like, yeah. Like, I was I was yelling at one point because, like, he was just killing. And then they let the drummer go off at the end. So, it was just, it was just a good time, man. Honestly, I hate that you couldn't come. Yeah, I hate that I couldn't come either because I am such a big like festival person and like festival I said, I've, poppy. I've, I've, yeah. always, <laughs> I've always been into like instrumental music, yeah. jazz music. I actually at home they used to do this on Saint Croix. They used to do this thing. It's like sunset jazz on Sundays, and I think I caught it like two or three times before I left Island where I wasn't living at home anymore. Before was I went it to every college. Sunday? It was like almost every Sunday. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's super cool and it's literally like sunset jazz where it's like free and there's just like this one little canopy thing and people are sitting like surrounding it on the sand and then you can literally see the sunset in the background on the west side of the island it always happens like on the west side of the Guava island. island literally no yeah it was it was kind of like that <laughs> hey you go know, hear that episode <laughs> you know the scene where he's like singing to her and she's sitting like by the beach and shit yeah. but we weren't that close to the water it's more drawn back a little bit yeah. Um, but yeah so I was so sad I can't come and our goal y'all you know is to bring you coverage of stuff like this really cool events that are happening in Atlanta really, we really in wanna, Atlanta with yeah, it, yeah we want we want to be on the scene for you for people that can't be here for the people that are listening from everywhere but let's go ahead and go into that Alex Lattimore interview and so then we could transition into YG Mr. Lattimore how long have you been on the jazz scene Ooh, man. probably uh well over 10 and maybe 15 years. 10, yeah. 15 years, yeah. and you're a vocalist. Yes, sir. Did you play an instrument, or did you start off playing an instrument? I started off playing trumpet, piano, and then it migrated on to voc- uh, uh, singing, vocalizing. Okay. Uh, been singing now for about the same length as, you know, the as I said, about 10 or 15 years, but I've been playing piano and trumpet since I was a little boy. Okay. Know, I heard the end of your set and I talked to the media guy. He said you sound Luther Vandross. Ah. One is, that, is that one of your inspirations? <laughs> that, for singing? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, where'd you grow up? Chicago, like where, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. You still stay there now? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm down here in Atlanta. I came down here since like the 90s for college. I went to Morehouse. Okay. And uh, one of these little Southern girls over at Spelman <laughs> wrapped their little lassos around me, man. I, I couldn't get away. <laughs> okay. So I've been okay. here ever since. You've been here ever since. Okay. I just moved here two years ago. Okay. Um, I worked down at CNN or whatever. I went oh, to nice. UNC. Nice. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I like Atlanta a lot. I don't really see me leaving. And I've been to Chicago. I love Chicago. Oh, Chicago's beautiful. Yeah, it feel like yeah. New York, but you're in Chicago. Know the difference. Right, right, right. <laughs> Do you go back a lot? Uh, as often as I can. Okay. I, I usually try to go up in the summers. Okay. I don't go in the winters. Yeah, it's I know. Too, it's too cold. See, that's the, that's the I, thing. I, I, I ain't I never been in the wintertime, and I just, everybody be like, yo, it's, look, it's too I cold. Grew up in the wintertime. Right. I'm spoiled. I've been down here for the last 20 <laughs> something years. I ain't trying to they go. They don't even here. really got a winter here. It's like, <laughs> 
it'd be like 30 degrees on a bad you day. You know what? I'm spoiled now. And now that's cold <laughs> to me. 30 degrees in Chicago is a heat wave. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, how long have you been working at Jazz Festival? Ah, this is actually my second uh, jazz fest here at, at the Atlanta Jazz Festival. First time was in 2016. Okay. And this time for this stage or metal stage. Okay. 2019. So I'm, I'm honored to be here. Okay. Um, do you want? Do you have a residency anywhere? Or you do you sing at a local bar or a local restaurant, or is it just you? When uh, they call you, you come out. They when they call, I, I come or whatever. I'm more. Uh, I'm do. I'm doing more private gigs and okay. I'm doing more studio. Okay. Um, Do you sing full activity. time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I know most most musicians, most uh, people that like master their craft, they eventually go on to teach. Do you teach at Morehouse or no, are you no, a, no, no. a vocalist instructor? No. None of those things. I, I just, I'm just a guy that loves to sing jazz, okay. contemporary, R&B, and just some feel-good songs. I asked you about um, Luther Vandross mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else are some of the people you consistently listen to? Uh, well, when I was coming up on trumpet, Wynton Marcellus was a deep, deep influence. For okay, me, you know, and I, I got a lot. My of, dad likes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of my jazz chops from just listening to him. Wendy Marcellus. Okay. W- Wynton. Wynton Marcellus. Wynton Marcellus. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's him. Of course, there's your Stevie Wonders of the world. You know, there's still uh, singing, there's Herbie still Hancock. Playing. You know, uh, who, who's a fantastic. You know, uh, uh, instrumentalist, the pianist, keyboardist, producer, writer. They're, 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 I could, I could, I could keep going. But okay. those are probably the three that I'll, three biggest influences that I'll leave with you. And um, how old are you? Old enough. I'm just asking because I wanted to know. Like, I mean, you, you obviously grew up in Chicago, so uh-huh. I, was, I was just wondering, like, what was the jazz scene like when you first got started? I didn't. I, I or really, did you have a teacher out there? I really didn't uh, get started uh, in singing until I moved down here. Oh, when you went to Morehouse? Yeah, when, when I came to Morehouse. I, actually, I came to Morehouse on trumpet scholarship, and then okay. it migrated from there into singing. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, I, I think I got my start here in Atlanta. Okay. I got taught in Chicago because I did a whole, I played a whole bunch of universities. You grew up playing instruments? Yeah, I grew up playing the, 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 the trumpet, you know, okay. playing piano. So that's what my you know, musical foundation is. Okay. The performance happened here. Okay. So let's get into YG's album. My nigga, my nigga YG dropped an album for recently. Real, for real. Memorial Day weekend and shit. He dropped it on May 24th, yep. and it is his fourth studio album um, released. You know, he has his contracts or whatever set up, but through Def Jam. Um, yeah, on his artwork, on the front of it, it's like a, a multi-layered, like the same picture, kind of like repeat it three times. And on it, he has, you know, he says in tribute, you know, in memory of Nipsey Hussle. So right. the album is actually a tribute to his dear friend, brother, um, who he calls his big brother, Nipsey Hussle. So let's Shout get into it. Let's model. get into yeah, it. Rest up, bro. Talk to yeah. me about some of your favorite songs. Because off mic, we were talking about how you've kind of been. Um, a YG fan, and I'm kind of just getting into him recently. So tell me what you thought about this in comparison to some of the things that he's dropped in the past. All right. So YG came out like, so YG came out right when I entered high school, you know, back in 2009. I think he dropped like 2011. We'll look that up later. But anyways, yeah, hits, you know, tooted and booted. It was a classic that was during the jerk era and all of that. And so, you know, fast forward now, 
we're on his fourth solo album, right? And we know he works heavy with DJ Mustard. He, he's definitely like a staple in the West Coast. Like he has his name, he's doing his thing. And he's young too. He's like, he, he kind of, he started popping at 18 and like just took off. So I'm listening to the album at work or whatever. It drops at midnight. And like, for me, I had heard the singles. I watch the videos. I follow. I, I I follow bro on you know. I follow him on Instagram. I actually like him, like his personality, like his hustle. Like I get it. His vibe. L. A. Been out to Cali, lived out in Cali. Like I get it. Like he just hits different, especially when you're over there. It's like yo, YG is really has put on for Compton, L. A. California, like super talented and he don't even get in his singing bag like he did on his first album which is a class classic my crazy life that's what put him on like honestly and that's such a good album you can play it front to back that's la that's new la right so anyways we get into the album and like for me track six is what really starts it off um it was i was on the block it's fe it's featuring boogie and valley shout out to valley i like all his melodic slow shit he kills that shit so we get into track six and then for for me my favorite track is keisha had a baby it's just a bop like it, it's just a bop it's one of the bops of the week it's featuring rose gold shout out to her she freaked the vocals on it i tried to look her up on apple didn't see any more of her work i was pissed i was like all right i get what it, it's a look but i just like the way her voice sounds i like how she was talking like girl to girl on the end of Keisha had a baby like he take care of his kid fuck that bitch like all of that shit I, I was just feeling it like I was like that probably is there's what can she do it's a good story I'm sure we both know women like that and it's just kind of like hey you hate to see it but it's just a good story and I just I really like I like I like the song so much so shout out to DJ Swish because that's what really got me when it comes on like you just you just feel it It sounds great riding around in the car I like play too much that was another story YG does this weird thing or like he's you know you know he's a gangster right you know mm -hmm. he's young and he be out he really be wilding and shit but like he has these like heartfelt stories that every real nigga can relate to play too much is fun i like the story i like the beat again it's featuring safe safe is on this album a lot i had never heard of safe before but i know of him now and i'll definitely be looking out for more songs by him because i like the way he sings like he, he has a good voice his voice stands out it sounds different the track was produced by one a one oak that's what it looks like it's abbreviated it has periods in it but Yo, he did it. He did his thing on it. I just, I like track six. I really like track nine. Um, shout out to Kamaya who was on two of the tracks. She's on Do Not Disturb and she's on Do Do Your Dance. Do Your Dance is probably one of my favorite bops that's come out like this year. Like it's it's happy. It's cookout. It's cookout music. That's why I really like it. And it has it has my my one of my faves. That's the Ty Dolla Sign on it, so that just makes it sound good. I, I feel like whenever YG and Ty link, it's it's always good. So. Honestly, I feel like whoever Ty links with is just always good. It's he has like, the golden touch. Just, we talked about this he on a previous touch. podcast. He's the new Nate dog. He is yep. so great yep. at features. Like yep. he's great at his own music, obviously, but on features, like he just brings a different elevation. 
are those all your favorites? Because I'm ready to jump in. Yeah, about yeah, YG. yeah. My bad. I was just about to ask you. Don't let me take over the convo. Nah, like, nah, what, nah, what do nah. you like on it? I really love the intro. Um, hard, hard bottoms and white socks. I just, I like the repetition in it. I like the the shout out to Nip right from the jump. In the dark, I really like just how hard he says the words. I have a thing for artists that like. Y'all can hear this really, thing? Yeah, I have, a, I have a thing for artists that really use their voice, like in in music making. So like, like I've told you before, like I love how Megan Thee Stallion has her little ad libs, and I I love how um, Lil Baby does that too. So I love that. And the song in the dark, he kind of says the words like really hard and tough. I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, I fuck with Go Loco. I had conflicting feelings about it at first, which is why I went and watched this interview, um, because I didn't know how like the Mexican community would feel about it, because it, it does come off as a little bit like stereotypical, like some of the ad libs he was doing over it. Uh, but besides that, but there that, were so many Mexicans in the video. Right, right. So, so, but so what I'm saying is like, yeah. When once I get past that that kind of like slight discomfort, it's it's a song that rides like the beat and the vibe. It's for sure there. Yeah, like it's summer. It's something I want to listen to with the rooftop. You, you gotta know, watch that. Up, that. You gotta watch thing. the little bit him and Jimmy Fallon did when he okay. was on the Jimmy Fallon show. It was funny. But we, but like I said, I watched the interview and Chino was already telling me this. But I'm a person that you know I like to go confirm for myself. So I watched the video where he was talking about should. how all his friends always get on him because they like you just think you Mexican like you know and he was saying how he just has a deep appreciation for I'm the Mexican from LA, culture like <laughs> from like the liquor and the food to the vibes and the music um, and so that made me kind of understand it a little bit more and like he was saying like LA is heavy like Mexican Hispanic culture Heart to Heart, I really liked. Meek Mill is on it. Like I keep saying on, you know, episodes, I've recently become a Meek Mill fan about a year, year, year and a half. Um, and I Shout just out to Meek, love, who's killing shit he's right killing now. It. Like he's just all getting the features. on features and he's just doing the damn thing. Like he's working with all kinds of people um, that I not that ne- I didn't necessarily expect him to work with. Like I didn't expect to get a YG Meek Mill track. You know what I'm saying? I didn't either. But, but it, it, sounds it sounds so good. good. But yeah, like I was saying, stop snitching. I really like that one too. It's a go hard song. It's relatable. Yeah. All the street do- guys yeah. are gonna love that shit yep. because we know that's code and the yeah. snitches guest stitches has been said yeah. in a Fuck million a different ways and a yeah. million different songs and it's gonna keep being said yeah, yeah it's like just it's just a part of like the hip-hop yep. culture and the rap yep. culture for real I, I probably we probably could come up with a list of a hundred songs where that line is used in one word, way or like another word yeah, for yeah, word. yeah yeah you a snitch nigga. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um i like that Do beat dance. is crazy too like you just gotta like the beat and he comes on i like when artists are talking and then the beat comes on like whoever did the engineering on that shit Shit sounds fucking amazing. Like the whole album is pretty great. Do your dance producer, is yeah. cool. I love I love Ty Dolla Sign. We always say how great he. We said this earlier. He's just great on features. So yeah, those are kind of my favorites. The only song that made me kind of uncomfortable, that the song itself, the beat itself, isn't bad, but the person on it one of the people that are on it that make makes me uncomfortable is bottle service so on the song itself they had this girl kind of like with a dramatized version of herself and the girl on it is actually marley her name is marley she is sway lee's on and off girlfriend she is on there probably saying 
we talked about how the N-word isn't really a part of my culture, right? So it's not something that I use super, super often or anything like that. Um, but I don't think this girl is black at all. And then she gets on this song and she's just trying to be like this dramatized version of a hood black woman, right? And that makes me uncomfortable because I know actual... Actually, I lived no. in projects, yeah. you know, in multiple yeah. different ones growing and I up. I went to high school in the hood. Like, yeah, yeah, like, so I, I, yeah. I know that these are actually aspects of their real personalities. You know, they really talk like this. Yeah. This is really who they are. That's really a part of their culture. And on the song, she don't even sound comfortable talking. She sound like she's really reading from Yo, a script Cass and just trying to go home. Ass, yeah, I'm, I'm just on her ass because I need proof, bro. Like, I, are you black? Like, I need proof. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. LA culture is very blended when it comes to, like, Latino and black people. But the same thing that I Ain't said about... Alabama, though? Ain't her family from Alabama? See, here we go. That should just... You, you Yo, pissing me I'm off not, more, I'm Chino. Not, Yo, I'm you not, making like, me more, I don't know mine. You so. making me more heated. I went on her profile and everything. I was like, shorty, like, are you black? Like, <laughs> she really is doing the fucking most on that song. And that shit just makes me... The song is good. The beat is good. Her talking makes me uncomfortable. There's a million other actual black women that could have gotten this song and did that. You could have had Trina doing that. You could have had City Girls. Fuck, you could have had Meg Thee Stallion. She would have been dope. Her and YG on Bottle Service. You could have had Asian the Brat Doll, whatever her name is. You could have <laughs> had a million other actual artists or actual black women doing this and you chose fucking marley are you serious bro like are we really like what i was just i was just blown and i'm just i'm blown about the whole thing like i told you i like to be equal i told you i felt uncomfortable with go local because i just you know i didn't know how the mexican community was gonna react to it, it has a little stereotypical vibe yeah there. yeah so but after looking at the interview yeah. and yg giving an explanation of it it made more sense yeah. Marley is not finna make no sense to me until I see her motherfucking parents and that's that <laughs> on motherfucking that. Talk to me about Moneybag Yo. I'm not even gonna front for the podcast listeners. Moneybag Yo. And am I am I saying it right? Yeah. Moneybag, Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yeah Yo. Yeah Yo. On the, on the album he goes like Moneybag Money Yo. yo okay. So I so, only yeah. listen to music by him when I have people that put me on for real. So if it's not like my boyfriend it's either my roommate Taylor or it's like my best friend Amber. Um, that Those two are really the ones that always put me on to like really dope music amber and right. taylor do so tell me what you thought about it look i hate to sound like a groupie but money bad yayo is really my guy i just my ex put me on him like she put me on and i was like God, damn, damn your ex cool yo, my ex is a hot girl for real ah. but we ain't gonna get into all of that anyway <laughs> go ahead and give her a yeah. shout out ex nah, you heard nah. that nah 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 i'm gonna send her this episode like yeah i'm talking about you but anyways <laughs> shout out to her for putting me on um so first track is relentless again it's produced by drum god who produced most of the album and it sounds incredible i love the beat yo Moneybag is really talking his shit on that. Damn, like, I feel he's really talking listening. his shit like that. Maybe you could play a snippet or something in the pod, but like, I know Relentless again, track number one, word for word. Like, I'm riding around to it while I'm live driving before the jazz festival, after the jazz festival, on the highway, coming home from work. Like, know it word for word, that shit rides. My favorite part is when he tells the nigga he was having beef with, who got locked up. Yo, when he getting out, I'm getting at him. Like, yo, it's just, it's just a great track, honestly. So he starts the album off like that. 
it sets the tone for the album and then we get into track three which is dior featuring gunna gunna killed that shit he's on the he's on the hook he has a little verse again the production on it is great that one was produced by dmac 2 banging and it just it's a it's a vibe like you know when gunna comes on and he's just he has that flow that's like really consistent and mm-hmm, he, his mm-hmm. voice doesn't change it sounds the same but he's giving you a bar that's what it sounds like so it's typical gunna and it sounds it sounds great so i really i'm such a gunna fan yeah and i i am too you know we we yeah, talk about Gunna. We did it. We did it. I feel like Gunna and Ty Dolla Sign is like the two people that we we love. No love. matter what, we fuck with no them. No matter what, yo. No matter what. Um, and then track four is part of the game. I know part of the game, word for word, too. It's just it's just a banger. Like I like when rappers are really they really live their lifestyle. And he's from Memphis, and you hear that, and he the whole stop snitching shit. Reference on there, just See? like yo, what part of the game is that? And he keeps asking that question, and I just love the track. Like that shit, rock is so hard. He has a track with City Girls. It's called For the Moment. The beat is crazy. The beat is so bumpy, and D Mac Two Banging and Drum God both produced that, and it just sounds good. I know you a City Girl. I know you a hot girl, Cass. So hey. I think you will kind of appreciate that. He has a track with Offset called Style Ain't Free. Dumb hard, it just rides. I like the fucking. And you know I'm an offset. You know I'm an offset stand. So when he gets on the track, I really be listening. They sound great together. He also has some tracks that are like referencing women, like Toxic and Commotion. I really like that because he's talking about his girl. He's talking about his girl. He's talking about past relationships, and I'm not gonna talk about too much more in this album. But shout out to Black Money. Like the song is track 11, it's featuring Black Youngster. I love the song. I like Black Youngster. I had to go download some of his old music. Yo, that nigga, yeah, that nigga is, he's just nice. And he has a distinctive voice. That's why I like him so much. And then last but not least, he has Kevin Gates on the track called Headstrong. And then, it, it just rides, man. I can't. I feel like I'm repeating myself. He over got. And he over. got some good people on there. But from I'm, what you tell it, I'm what just you're hella excited. Here. I'm just hella excited for Money Bag because this, this is his best work. Let's wrap it up and get out of here. I am Cass Marie and I'm Chino. Thanks for listening to Nods and Bops this week. We out. We out. <laughs>